what did we learn, if anything? That's the only way I can think to start this Monday edition of the podcast daily, uh, because it did not seem like as Ohio State starts to turn the page, and they will be playing in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri, but their transfer portal is open for business both ways. You have National Signing Day approaching in a couple of weeks, and potential coaching staff adjustments that must be made for Ohio State. All of that going on at once, and Bill Landis, there weren't a lot of uh, specifics about how Ohio State might want to proceed there. Pretty vague. Uh, yeah, and that's probably being generous. There there just wasn't there wasn't a whole lot there. I thought, I want your opinion on this. So I was talking with Berm on Sunday, and I said to him, Ryan Day could curry a whole lot of favor if he just walked up to the podium before taking any questions said, removing off of Parker Fleming, James Laurinaitis has been elevated to full-time linebacker coach. And he didn't do that. Do you think he should have done it? Yeah, 100% I do. I mean, it, I honestly, like I said this on Snap Judgments on Sunday afternoon, like that Ryan Day press conference like, to me felt like a missed opportunity for him to reset and move forward. It will not fix that Ohio State lost the game. But the preparation to start building momentum for that could have easily started eight days after that loss. That That is Bill Landis, and I'm Austin Ward, and this is the Podcast Daily. Uh, and that has to be where it started. And I really thought, and we were talking about this last week, once the opportunity for the coaching staff to go back on the road presented itself for recruiting, that's a natural transition. All right, Parker, your services are no longer required for that. You're not going on the road. And we need James Laurinaitis. Ohio State needs James Laurinaitis to go do that. And I, that seemed obvious. They're not playing for a college football playoff. I don't see any sense of keeping the staff in place through the end of the month. The coaching carousel is spinning if they are going to Look for an outside hire for any for that position or any other one, which I don't think is necessary with Parker Fleming and James Laurinaitis, of course. But if you're talking about potential changes to a quarterback coach or if this is finally the time uh, that after years of, of speculation and, and really far conversation down the road with Larry Johnson uh, to either move to an emeritus position or retire full time or whatever, this is the opportunity to do that. You can still get through the game and pre- prepare for Missouri with who you have in the building. It doesn't make any difference if they actually win that game, even though sometimes we talk about it afterwards as a springboard. So, yeah, I thought, especially with that one, if you don't want to make sweeping changes, you could make the one because there's an immediate benefit to the program. And that's I asked him specifically, yes, is this timeline affected by the fact that you're not in the playoff? He's like, ah, we'll consider it. <laughs> like, it's uh, considering a lot of things. how much consideration yeah. is required for it. There shouldn't there shouldn't be any. Um, I'm, I'm with you there. And that was the. Yeah. Again, missed opportunity is kind of the, the word du jour, I guess. Um, so I was a little surprised, honestly, that that didn't happen um, in terms of like what we learned. For what it's worth, like we didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of coaches on in the Woody on Sunday. I did see Larry Johnson um, Sorry, walking around. So like everyone who you expect to be here is, is is still around. So I understand the timelines for these things are are complicated. Sometimes I think needlessly so. I, I don't think the Parker Fleming James Larry I just one needs to be. Um, and it's frustrating that, that it is. Um, that's not the only change that Ryan Day, I think, should entertain, but I think it's the glaring one, right? So, But there's no real news on that front as we stand here talking to you on a Monday morning. Um, Ryan Day was asked about Jim Knowles interviewing for the Duke job and said, like, yeah, it happened. Yeah, we're talking about it. I don't, we, we don't have any reason to believe that he's a serious candidate for that job, but he did interview, which is not nothing. So I don't think either of us are on alert for that being another potential spot that Ryan Day has to fill, but it is something else, I suppose, for him to juggle as he figures out which which direction um, things are going with this coaching staff. I, I think it just needs like it needs a little bit of like a brush up, right? Like I just 
three straight losses to Michigan, however you think they happen, clearly is not good enough, clearly doesn't meet the standard. They've not won a Big Ten title. They've not won a national title. Like Things need to change a little bit. Not like wholesale burn the building down, but I think you need to get some new voices in here and think about the structure of your staff. And it's not to say that Ryan Day is not thinking about that, but with an opportunity to kind of let us in on, on some decisions that might have happened in that regard, uh, we did not get much of that on Monday or on Sunday. Excuse me. Yeah, I really should have just said this is what we didn't learn about Ohio yeah. State and the new questions we have because he was Ryan Day was asked about uh, in the list of pecking order. You had coaching staff, and then you had six or seven questions about Kyle McCord, and he had an opportunity to perhaps more forcefully. Uh, stand behind Kyle McCord and the work that he did uh, as a, through 12 games and started this year, 13 overall in his career. And he did not do that. He was asked specifically about the interest in a transfer pro quarterback. And I think uh, he lumped them all in together. It's like, well, if there's a clear opportunity to upgrade, we'll evaluate that. I still think that the window for that would be very limited and very small for Ohio State, given that they also have Devin Brown and Lincoln Kingholz in here talked about the month ahead and like, well, that's going to be a competition and they all get a bunch of reps and then we'll see what happens. And it's, yeah. it's been more of the same. So maybe that's something that you can read between the lines and think that there's a, a slightly diminished or dramatically diminished opportunity that Kyle McCord remains a starting quarterback, which I know that you asked about. Yeah. So I asked kind of two questions. Um, one, did Ryan Day feel like they got the level of quarterback play they need to succeed? And he took that and, and went broader with it and just said, like, when you don't beat Michigan, you reevaluate everything, which is, like, not an answer to that question. So I tried to follow up with, as you stand here today, do you think Kyle's your starter for 2024? And he said he wasn't really ready to answer that, which is probably a fair response to that question. <laughs> it's not it's not um, maybe the fairest question in the world, but I, I thought it was worth asking. I understand those decisions don't need to be made in December of 2023 when you're talking about September or August and September, I guess, of 2024. But but I think that's where a lot of the fan base is. So I wanted to ask Ryan Day that. And certainly he could have said, like, yeah, what do you mean? Of course he is. And, yeah. he, did, and he didn't do that. I, I don't want to read into that too much, but certainly that could have been a response. Um, I do think, like, for the first time, really, Ryan Day made reference to Kyle McCord's ankle injuries more than one um, and how that might have impacted his play this year. And I don't think he made it as – as a means of excuse making, I, I actually thought that was more like that combined with we're going to give potentially Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz some opportunities and bowl prep. Like I took that a little bit as like the door being opened to perhaps like Kyle McCormick not even be healthy enough to play in the Cotton Bowl. And maybe it is a bit more of a showcase for the backup quarterbacks and what amounts to an exhibition. Yeah, with what I was told were two grade two sprains, both the left and the right ankle for Kyle McCord. The second, the, the so we'd seen the left ankle taped since Notre Dame. Uh, and that injury that he played through. And then he got hurt on that play that we talked about right before Minnesota, right before halftime. That was the right ankle that then got hurt. Bill and I were like, oh, well, both ankles are now taped. Those were grade two sprains. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how much pain that really means, how much that influ influences mechanics, any of the other stuff. Both Ryan Day and Kyle McCord have largely tried to avoid that as an excuse-making conversation. But it is relevant because if – they continued to last that long, which the left one did for two months. Perhaps this conversation about getting Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz reps is because for this coming week or the or next week when they start ramping up a little bit more with practices, I mean, if that's how long it takes to heal, then maybe you don't want to push Kyle McCord and have a risk, another risk of re-injury. The other guys, I mean, Devin Brown has not happened fully healthy either. Right. So 
and maybe that would be part of it to try and get Kyle McCord closer to full health while also looking at what you have in Devin Brown and Lincoln King Holtz to start looking forward towards the spring, which again, Ryan Day kept saying he wasn't really interested in doing that because the Rose Bowl two years ago gave them momentum and a sense of pride and that the program was going in the right direction. So at this, some, is, this seems in a vastly different spot though, isn't it? With what very, they're going to lose. It's, it's very different. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I respect the comparison, I suppose, but like this roster is going to turn over. We think potentially not, but more than likely in a fairly significant way. Like obviously a receiver, certainly with a couple of key spots on defense. Like it's not, you're not, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to go to the Cotton Bowl and throw a bunch of guys out on the field who have played the majority of the snaps this year and are going to come back and play the majority of the snaps next year. That, that's what makes this, I think, very different from that Rose Bowl game and why I don't think Ohio State should treat it like in any way in the same way as that, as that Rose Bowl game was treated. This should be a showcase, whatever, tryout, whatever you want to call it, for the guys who are going to have to step up and be key contributors for this team next year. And that I, I don't remove Kyle McCord from that conversation, but I also don't think the level of quarterback play this year was good enough that like he should definitely be the starter next year. So if there's a way to let, probably not a way to let all three play, but maybe there's a way to like, Kyle, you got to get healthy and then come back raring to go for what's going to be another quarterback competition. And in the meantime, we're going to let Lincoln and Devin play in the Cotton Bowl and see if we might have anything with those two guys. And maybe the answer is you don't, yeah. but at least you have the opportunity to take advantage of. Yeah, I think that's that's it. No, none of us know what that would look like on the 29th against Missouri for Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz, but you know the way that those guys have been talked about, the opportunity to let Lincoln Keenholz attempt passes in a game that you know C.J. Stroud, for example, did not happen. Who's the backup? I, I don't. I don't think that that's nothing. And there is now. Let's let's scrap the one. Let's say a 12-game full season sample of, of work to evaluate for Kyle McCord. I don't think the Missouri one would be significant for him. Ohio State could help him. You know, I mean, maybe that's one where he gets healthy in the next couple of weeks and then really carves up Missouri. I mean, would that? change the conversation dramatically for next September. I doubt that it would. Um, I would just make people more angry about what happened in NR. Probably, that's <laughs> probably what would happen. So that, but that sample size of live reps against Missouri, which I think will very much want to beat Ohio State and yeah. uh, can look at it from more of a momentum standpoint for their program and a, and a New Year's Six win that they can maybe plant a flag with. Like They're going to be trying. Like it's going to be significant. And so those reps and that evaluation – with Lincoln Keynotes and Devin Brown probably would be informative of getting ready and shaping the way it looks like in March for Ohio State. And if that pecking order remains the same, if there's reason for that, or if it, it changes the notion of uh, what the competition looks like, or somebody decides, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Like, who knows? But that, that would be a more informative opportunity for those quarterbacks than I think it would be for Kyle McCord. And that's not to say that that closes the door and that he couldn't be the starter in next September. That's a long way away. But if you're trying to plan and the portal is open, and like, I, I don't know. You just find out things by putting them on the field. And since this game doesn't count beyond that, I think that's another situation that has to be strongly considered. Yeah. It's a fact-finding mission. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what the Cotton Bowl is. Go which, I'm sure, which I'm sure the Cotton Bowl uh, loves to be described as. <clears throat> I, I guess maybe the, the biggest takeaway there is like, there were various opportunities for like Ryan Day to slam the door shut on any of this speculation, and he did not do that, which doesn't mean that what we're speculating is definitely going to happen, but certainly leaves the door open for it, which is uh, an interesting storyline to follow, I think, as we get closer back. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's where my vote is. I, I, I'd like to see live action for Lincoln Keenholz and Devin Brown in that game. That's just yeah. where I'm at. Um, Transfer Portal is open today. 
I'm not sure that's really kept anybody from making their decisions public to this point. A handful of Buckeyes already in there. Evan Pryor joined that list on Sunday. Had Amari Abor, uh, Cameron Martinez, and who else is officially announced in there? Vic Cutler. Victor Cutler after his one-year stop. So we expect that there will still be a couple more coming for Ohio State. Uh, to be candid with you, they have to if they're going to be adding through the portal. Yeah, <laughs> the math doesn't add up. It doesn't it? Doesn't add up. There's going to be some movement here, and both ways, right? They got to. It's not only clearing space for the guys who are already committed. Like they're going to add guys via the transfer portal soon at a couple of key positions of need. I think Ryan Day did not talk about those positions when we spoke with him on Sunday. I think we and we speculated a little bit last week on what those positions mm-hmm. could be. Um, there's not a whole lot of clarity there, other than I know we we know they've offered a couple of defensive linemen. Um, and I think there'll be more to, to add to that list as, as the portal opens up and we see all, who all ends up in there um, on Monday and, and the rest of this week. Um, I do expect them – I don't know. I guess I don't know. Do you expect them to be more or less aggressive than they were last year? I, I've, I have found this discussion and evaluation to be fascinating. <laughs> who determines if you're being aggressive or not? Because I, I know, but I <laughs> – I would argue that Ohio State and Ryan Day have been consistently aggressive because when they have felt a need, they have attacked it. Now, they've come up short, most notably last year, with offensive linemen. They put themselves maybe in a bad spot because they didn't pursue to the level of aggression, which breeds money, uh, to get a tackle last December. Now, they still wound up attacking it and getting what the best one that was available to them in May. And I would say that they were rewarded over the course of the year by the way Josh Simmons played and improved. So... I'm never sure what that actually means because I don't feel like they just consistently sit back and say, you know what? We're, we're totally good here. We're not even going to listen or talk to other guys. I, I just, I think that's right. They don't dabble it. No, yeah. they, that's never been the case. Yeah. Like the, even if it's obvious and you made this point last week uh, on the message board at ohiostate.rivals.com going after Justin Fields may be obvious, but landing him is the most aggressive move you can make. Getting a Trey Sermon, uh, Jonah Jackson, Jonah Jackson here, going yeah. on down the road. I mean, it's, Ohio State has not been unwilling to use the portal. And Dimitri Medosa was a huge addition. Yeah, just last year they 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 hit on a couple of them. Now we thought in December of last year that Jihad Carter was an aggressive and valuable pickup, and that didn't wind up necessarily being the case. But I, I don't I don't feel like they're unaggressive, and that's why. So it's hard for me to figure that. Like, does that okay. mean that they take someone from every single position, regardless of what the roster looks like? I think that would be blind aggression and stupidity. So I, I don't, I know that wasn't the question that you were asking, but I just, I, I have a hard time figuring out how to truly tell that they're not, because to me, I think that they actually are. Fair. And actually, I think you, it's well stated and I, and I agree with you. Um, so I, I guess what I'm trying to do is like give people a, what they should, like yeah. what, what should they expect from Ohio State in the transfer portal <laughs> this year is like, a couple spots, right? They're going to they're going to high like a defensive line. Clearly, I think we think they're going to maybe look at a tight end. I think probably they have to um, linebacker. I know was a position that the berm has mentioned, and then that could be it. Like off, I think I think they probably need to look at offensive line too. If, if anything else, for depth purposes, now that you're losing Vic Cutler, mm-hmm. um, you're going to lose Matthew Jones, who's out of eligibility. There could be a couple other moving pieces at that position with guys who've just been in the program for a long time that haven't played a whole lot, like Trey Lurie walked on senior day, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to have to replenish some bodies there. But I also don't think it's out of the question to look for starter-level players on the offensive line, if anything, to foster competition. So um, I think it'll be active. I think I think it'll be as active as it was last year. Last year, I feel like maybe the most active they've been 
yeah. if that's a better I way to agree. put it, to, to not say that like it's not that they weren't aggressive or active in the past, but last year might have been the most active they were. And I think this year could feel similar. Yeah. If if the question is is the volume going to be larger, I would say probably so. Mm-hmm. And but the only way that you can get to that point is if your roster allows it by people that are the party. I, I think that you know, Evan Pryor is an example of this, and we don't know what Chip Trainum's decision is going to be, Mayan Williams' decision is going to be, Trayvon Henderson's decision is going to be, but if suddenly you're in a situation where that entire room is turning over uh, and Dallin Hayden is all that's that's left standing, well, then that's a different spot that you may have to attack yeah. that you didn't anticipate as we, as we stand in here on a Monday morning. There are a couple – well, I shouldn't say that, but like running back does stand out as a position that could quickly go from like, oh, we have a lot of guys to – To no guys. We have Gallon Aiden <laughs> and two freshmen <laughs> coming in. So, yeah, that – it does – the picture does change quite rapidly because it's all – it's unexpected. And Ryan did to talk about this on Sunday. He was asked like, are you, do, you, do you get numb to the guys leaving via the portal? And he's like, yeah, because you kind of have to be yeah. at this point. Like it's not, it's not even – the decisions to go in or not go in, it's not even like personal anymore. It's just like – I think as a player, sometimes you feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go into the transfer portal with all the money that's being thrown around in there. Right. It ultimately leads to a lot of bad decisions, sure which, is un- which is unfortunate. But it is the world that we're in now that I don't, I don't think anything should surprise you. You almost like kind of expect the unexpected with this, but um, I do think, you're, yeah, I think the volume of incoming transfers could be a little higher than, than it's been here typically. All right. Well, that will uh, ramp up for Ohio State now that the portal is officially open and will be until just shortly after January first. Signing day approaching in a couple of weeks, and then looking at what is sure to be at least one, and or gosh, I guess we have to knock on wood, will be at least one. Possibly multiple coaching moves as we look at what happens in the month ahead for Ohio State. This is the start of that. There is still one more game to be played. That will be the Cotton Bowl against Missouri on December 29th down there in Texas. Uh, so, of course, we'll have all the coverage that we can bring you. Until then, with everything else going on, been the podcast daily. That's Bill Landis, and I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.